sneeze. Somebody said, God bless you. No, I didn't sneeze. I, we're going to the book of the Bible here. <laughs> look, look at this, verse number four, just one verse today. It says, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it. For God has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Somebody read that last, uh, that last line with me. Pay what you have vowed. Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to be in your house, to be in your presence, and now to gather around your feet and to hear you speak to us. We thank you that your word is inspired by you and it is alive, it's living, and it can accomplish things. We ask that it would do so now, accomplish what you have intended for it to accomplish. Let it not return to you empty, let it not return to you void. Change us today by the power of your word. And if you want to be changed by the power of God's word, say amen. 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 Well, Happy New Year, everybody. We say Happy New Year, and I don't know if we really mean it or not. Let me tempt you just a little bit. Tonight, I'm going to show you and teach you how you can actually have a Happy New Year. You don't want to miss it. 6.30 tonight, and by the way, we gather here at 5.30 every Sunday for prayer time. I do not put a, a strong emphasis on it. I want whoever uh, can come and would like to come and feels led to come, I want you to come. 5.30, we have prayer. Now that's usually I don't. Today is a little different. I want you here. This is the 2nd of January, 2011. I've been saying for weeks, it looks like the Lord might let us step into 2011, and sure enough, He has. We have stepped into a new year. And so, today, the staff and board and I and my family are starting a week of prayer and fasting. I want to encourage all those who would participate. Everybody can, but all those who would participate, please join us. Sunday through Saturday, prayer and fasting for La Palma Christian Center and our future you can also pray and fast about your life, but I'm asking you to really focus in on this church. Let's see what God has for us in this new year that we've not yet seen. Let's see what God is going to give us that we've not yet received. Let's see how God is going to use us in ways that we have not yet been used. And I believe that can be accomplished through prayer and fasting. Now the fasting portion, I will leave up to you and the Holy Spirit. If you ask the Holy Spirit how you should participate in fasting, I promise you, He will let you know. If it is a strict fast, which means liquid only, then you obey that and you let the Holy Spirit help you with that. I'm not calling you to that sort of fast. I personally am going to do the Daniel fast, which is no meat and no sweet, okay, basically. There's a little bit more to it than that, but that's the basic, no meat, no sweet. So fruits and vegetables, basically. And that's a, that's a fast that is a biblical fast. It's one that Daniel did. He did it for 21 days. I'm going to do it for seven days. I'm not even asking the staff necessarily to join me with the fast that I feel led to do. But I want everybody here. Let's start our new year the right way. 
Do you want God's blessing on your life? Then let's start the new year the right way. You will never go wrong by praying and fasting. I want to hear God's voice so clearly. I don't want any static in my life concerning my relationship and my ability to hear God. And listen, folks, there's a lot of things that can actually fuzz out the clarity of God's voice. Has anybody ever found that? Lots of things in the world. We're in the world, and so we are going to be affected by the world. Just the mere residue of the world will get on us, and it will affect our ability to clearly hear God. When you fast, it is as though you are just tuning in the radio, and all the static now leaves, and you can hear it crystal clear. That's what I want. I want to hear God's voice crystal clear. Join with the staff and I, the board and I, my family, in fasting and praying this week. So, having said all that, please do all that you can to meet us here tonight at 5.30. The board and I, the staff and I, will all be here at 5.30 praying and seeking the Lord. And we want you here. I want as many as can. Join with me tonight. Let's pray in this new year. Hallelujah. So with a new year comes new opportunities, comes new choices for us, you get to decide, really. In, in a large part, you get to decide how your life will unfold this year. How many are into making resolutions? You make resolutions every year? All right, good. Maybe you don't make it so official and you don't call them resolutions, but how many of y'all have some goals for this next year that you are praying about? Good, good, good. I hope everybody has something that they want to see different for this next year. I know I do. There are things that I absolutely want to see different. With a new year is a new day, new week, new month, new opportunities for us. How many don't want to drag some things that were, were attached to you in 2010 and, and, and beyond, how many don't want to drag those into 2011? Anybody here like that? Come on now. Well, the door's closed. The past is past. The good and the bad is, are behind us. We have this year. Let's maximize this year knowing that it may be the last year we get. Did you know that? This may be the last year you get. Maybe the last year you get for a couple of reasons. Some may die over this year. I'm not a gloom and doom preacher right now. I'm just telling you the truth. It might be you, it might be me. Only God knows that calendar. God knows that appointed time that's talked about in Hebrews. Or... Are you ready for this? <laughs> Sandy's ready. She got up on the edge of her seat for this. I like that. Or there might be a trumpet that sounds between January and December and we'll all be snatched up out of here and we'll be in a new land. We'll be in a new place. Hallelujah. And even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. No more heartache, no more disease, no more cancer, no more kidney problems, no more bunions. Well, see, somebody, that blessed somebody. 
Hallelujah. But we, we have this year. So I want us to maximize this year. I want to encourage you, set some goals. Make resolutions. Why not? I want to encourage you to make it so strong that it is a vow even. A vow to God. And then be careful, don't break your vow. The Bible's very clear in our text. Ecclesiastes 5.4. Make sure that you pay your vow to God. Bring that up again if you don't mind. Ecclesiastes, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it. He has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. My parents made this very clear to me. A vow was not something to be taken lightly. That's why I want to encourage you, don't, don't do it lightly. Go ahead and take the step. Take a deep breath and say, I'm going to do this, I'm all in. Then you can't get out of it. Make a vow to God this year. My parents instilled this to me. Don't, don't vow something to God. This is so serious. God takes this so seriously when you vow. That's why when we come to a, an altar of marriage, for instance, and we recite marriage vows, right? I pledge, I vow to Karen, who's not feeling very well this morning. I appreciate your prayers. I know she'd appreciate your prayers. I vowed to her 21 years ago that in sickness or health, come rain or shine, in the good and the bad, I'm here. And you're, you've got me whether you like it or not. And I think the first year, Kathy, I think the first year of our marriage, when the going got tough, Karen said, well, why don't we just, you know, maybe we shouldn't have got married. I don't know, something like this. We're young and dumb, you know what I mean? And I just stopped her right in the middle of our argument. We didn't even finish it. I just kind of pushed pause on the argument. I couldn't tell you what we were arguing about. But I just sidestepped the argument altogether. I said, now wait a minute. I don't care what we fight about. I don't care if it's the toothpaste or the toilet paper or anything in between. We will never, ever speak of divorce again. Ever. That's just how I feel. That's how I believe. And you know what? We didn't. Then I pushed play again. We got at it again. Because there's nothing like making up after a good fight. Come on now. You feeling that? <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I want you to resolve in your heart this year to do a few things. Now, the key is make sure that your resolutions are Bible-based. And so I've entitled the message this morning, Biblical Resolutions. Biblical Resolutions. And I went and I found some characters. The Bible's just full of characters. You're in good company. Because this room is full of characters. Real-life characters. Real-life individuals with the same type of struggle that we have today. And I found three that made resolutions to God. 
First of all, Jacob made a resolution to God. Jacob resolved he was going to give his tithe. Genesis chapter 28 and verse number 22, he says this, Jacob says this, And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Of all that you give me, I will surely give back a tenth part. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call the tithe. It is just 10% of what you have. 10% of all that you give me, God. That is your paycheck for those of you who are employed right now. That is your birthday money. How many still get birthday money? I still get birthday money. And I want to keep on getting birthday money, so I make sure and tithe on my birthday money. I had a birthday this last week. The worst week in the whole calendar year between Christmas and New Year's. That's the worst time to have a baby, in my opinion. I cry about it every year. But it is what it is. And I thank God that I'm alive today. I should say that. But I did get a little bit of birthday money in the mail, and I thank God for it. And I put my tithe immediately, tucked my tithe away, so that when I can get to the house of God, I can give to God what I believe belongs to God. It's a ten part, tenth part of all of my increase. Jacob resolved to give his tithe. And I want you to understand the circumstances, uh, the conditions that Jacob was facing when he resolved to give his tithe. You see, Jacob had a twin brother, Esau, and he was actually running from Esau because he had defrauded him. And so this resolution from Jacob was given when he actually was on the run and he didn't have very much to give. See, Brenda, sometimes we think, well, when I get a lot of money, when I get a promotion, when I get a better job, then I'll start giving to God. Folks, if you can't give to God out of what you have now, I promise you when you get to where you want to go and when you, you get to where you think you need to be, you won't give it to Him then either. You need to give to God, resolve not to go into this new year without resolving to give to God what belongs to God. The tithe is the Lord's and it is sacred. It is not to be used for the water bill or the light bill. It is God's and it is to be brought to the storehouse so that God can bless it, so that there would be food in the storehouse. Let me just give you a few scriptural thoughts concerning tithing. In Genesis chapter 14 and verse 20, Abraham commenced tithing. Blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand and he gave him a tithe of all. This is the first place where a tithe is mentioned. Abraham started the whole process. In Genesis chapter 28 and verse number 22, again, I just read this, Jacob continued the tithe. Of all that you give me, I will surely give 
a tenth part back to you. It was repeated, which is a, a, a sign for us that we should also repeat it. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 10, this prophet commanded us to tithe. It says, bring all the tithe. Somebody say all the tithe. Come on, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. That's where we are right now. That there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord. See if I will not open, open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room to receive it. Is anybody ready for that kind of blessing from God? He's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you so much that you've got to share it with your neighbor. You've got to share it with your family. Of all Scripture, there's only one place where God permitted and even encouraged us. Try me. Test me. See for yourself. And I encourage people who are in a financial dilemma First thing I ask is, are you tithing? Well, pastor, you don't understand. Well, and I may not. I mean, that's very possible. But I know God does. I may not understand. I may not be able to say, I totally know where you're at. I know what you're feeling. I, I may not. But God knows. If you're not tithing, then this is the problem financially for you. The only place in Scripture that you're permitted, even encouraged, to test God and try Him. After I ask them, are you tithing? Find out if in fact they are or, or not. Then I'll encourage them, take six weeks, take six months, try God, and consistently, without fail, give your tithe to God first and see what He does with what is left over. I'm telling you, it's astounding. It's absolutely amazing. It'll make no sense in your head, and you can't even get a pen and paper out and figure it out mathematically. You cannot make it make sense how God will provide for you. It doesn't look like there'll be anything left, but God somehow, some way, is able to provide for His people. And I believe God's people of all people should be protected and provided for right smack dab in the middle of a recession. Does anybody believe that you can be sustained, that you can be provided for, that God can still bless you? I believe it. I'm living proof of it today. We settled the matter a long time ago that no matter what, we were going to give to God what belonged to God. I'm so glad that it's not a weekly discussion. It's not a bi-weekly discussion. It's not once a month that we have to talk about this. My wife and I, my family and I, as for me and my house, we've already settled the matter. God's getting what belongs to God. And let me just tell you what He does, or what He can do at least. My birthday fell just a few days ago. And Miss Rose, I went to the mailbox. I was looking for a card maybe from, from, my, from my family, from my sisters, from whoever. But I was not looking, one, looking for one from Nissan. Mm -hmm. Nissan loves me so much. They didn't even know they loved me. I got a rebate. I, I had overpayment. I had overpaid on my previous car. 
And I'm not talking about $50 overpayment. I'm talking about what? <laughs> on my birthday, John, on my birthday, man. You think God doesn't have a sense of humor? I mean, I, I was over the moon. I was shouting. How does God do it? I don't know how he does it. I'm just glad he does it. I, I encourage you. I dare you. Try God in this. If you have not consistently settled the matter that we are going to tithe, don't go into another year with this being an option, with this being a, a, an ongoing discussion. It's a settled matter. We're going to give God what belongs to God. And He will just blow your mind. How many have testimony of God's provision as you have tithed over the years? Let me see your hand. I would like those who maybe have a really powerful testimony, I want you to write that down and give it to me. We, we're really going to bless this church with, with testimony of what God has done as we have stepped out in faith because sometimes it is a step of faith, let's say it. it I'm not telling you it's not scary sometimes. You've got all the bills laid out on the table and you're just deciding which five don't get paid this month. Hello, I know. That's scary. But when you just go, all right, you bid me to come out of the boat, right in the middle of the storm, I'm going to step out, just like Peter did. You don't, you don't walk on water. Water doesn't hold you. See, that doesn't make sense, right? You can't make that mathematically make sense. Water doesn't hold people. People sink in water. But God, but God, He can change physics. Step out. Dare to believe. Dare to do something this next year that you have not been doing. Make a biblical resolution. Jacob did it concerning tithing. David did it concerning God's Word. David resolved to meditate on God's Word. Psalm 119, verses 15 and 16... David said, I will meditate on your precepts. I will contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Hmm. There's a word here that jumps out at me, and hopefully it will for you as well. Bring that back up if you don't mind. Second word here, look at it. Somebody say it for me. Uh-huh. Why don't you underline that in your Bible? Circle that. Put a little asterisk by it. Highlight it if you've got a highlight. I will. You see, the Word of God is a matter of your will. The best thing you could do in this new year is to resolve to get into God's Word. Get into God's Word on a consistent basis. Students, give me, give me your attention. I want you, this year, to really make a determination that that will be what you do every day, every morning. It's going to be the best if you just do this in the morning. You're going to have to get up a little bit earlier, set your alarm. You're busy people. I know Elliot, he's got wrestling now. There's others that are involved in sports. 
football, basketball, soccer, there's always something that is going to be vying for that time. And so you have to say, all right, this is sacred, and I'm not going to let anything bust into that. Okay? Make a resolve this year, a new resolution. I'm going to get into God's Word on a consistent basis. And that's not just for the students, that's for everybody here. And I know there's a good many that have already checked this off their list, and you're about to thumb through the Pentecostal evangel because this doesn't apply to you, but hang on. <laughs> hang on. How about you stretch out a little bit? How about you get into the Word for a longer amount of time every day? You read another chapter. And how about this? I believe we ought to read the Word of God. We ought to study the Word of God. There's a difference. Sometimes you can just read something. It's like reading the, the ingredients off the back of an orange juice carton, right? You're just reading. How about let's read the Word of God, but let's study the Word of God. Let's get our shovels out. That's what I'm trying to do on Wednesday nights. I'm telling everybody, bring your shovels. Bring your spiritual shovels because we're going to dig into the Word of God and we're going to find treasures that are hidden there that we have not seen before. You can do that personally as well. Read the Word of God. Study the Word of God. Then think about the Word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. Hmm, I wonder what God is trying to show me and say to me through that particular passage right there. Don't just shine on the Word of God. Take the time to let the Word of God work. Get into the Word of God, and I believe the Word of God will get into you. And in that moment, when you need the Word of God, you've already done the work, the Word of God will come up out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah, and it will work for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's work the Word of God this year. Let's get into the Word of God. It's one of the most important things that you could do. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 7 says... For as he thinks in his heart, listen to this, so is he. I'm astounded at what the average believer ingests into their spirit day in and day out. It, it's astounding. And then they wonder why they're spiritually sick or why they're backed up against the wall financially or why they're sick in their body or it goes on and on. See, the Bible says, as he thinks in his heart, your heart and your, your mind are attached here. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. You cannot continue to ingest garbage and it not make you sick. There's a saying that says, garbage in. You are what you... is so true. So how about we feast on the bread of heaven, the bread of life. Let's get into this word every day. Let's study it. Let's delight ourselves. I love the Word of God. How many love the Word of God? I love how God can on time, at the very exact right time and place in your life, speak a word to you. Have you ever been to a service where you just, everybody else may have not, might as well not have been, even been there because it was so customized to you? Anybody ever had a service like that? I'm telling you, I've been in services and I thought, I don't know why everybody else is here. God loves me so much. He would speak to this pastor that I didn't even know and customize a word for me. That's how powerful this word is. Why aren't we in it more? Why aren't we feasting on the word of God? Let's resolve in 2011, I'm going to get into the word of God. 
How many will say, Pastor, with God's help, I am with you on this matter, and I will get into the Word of God. God help me every morning that He gives me breath. I'm going, come on, I want to see hands today. I want to hold some people accountable today. Are you going to get into the Word of God with me? I'm looking right now. How many are going to, come on, come on, Berlin. I don't see your hand. I know it's in your heart. I want to see who's going to go with me here. I want to see who's going with my staff here. How many are going to go with the board and I here? Let's get into the Word of God, and the Word of God will get into us. Imagine with me for a minute every person in this service that's hearing my voice and hearing the Holy Spirit speak to them. Add that to the 815 service because they got it too, let me just tell you. Imagine with me every person actually latching on to this and making a determination and a resolution even. I'm going to be more serious about the Word of God than I ever have been in my life. Church, there's no stopping us. There's no stopping us as we get into the Word of God and the Word of God starts working in us, chiseling some things off in us, depositing some things in us. That's powerful. That's powerful. One more. Daniel had a resolution. Daniel resolved, I'm going to live right. Daniel resolved to live a clean life. Bring that scripture up for me if you don't mind. Look at this, Daniel 1.8. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. This is all concerning a fast, by the way, and it is where we get what we call the Daniel fast. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, which included all the sweets and all the meats, nor with the wine which he drank. Put the, put the alcohol away, everybody. I'm not even going to go there as strongly as I want to, but you don't need alcohol in 2011 and beyond. It is time to put it away. Let me read on. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. How about this? We decide that we are actually going to be what God called us to be in this new year. Because you're not like everybody else. Lori, you're different. You're wonderfully different. You're on purpose, designed by Almighty God to be who you are. He's gifted you and given you ability and talent that is unique and for His glory and for His purpose. Don't you dare go with the flow. We get to the workplace, and it's like we've lost our minds. Somebody tells a foul joke, and we just laugh along. How about we take a stand, and we be different? We be peculiar? You know, the Bible says you're a peculiar person. Turn and tell your neighbor, you're awfully peculiar. You're awfully peculiar. And I mean that with all the love I can muster, Roel, you're peculiar. You are wonderfully peculiar. You're different and you're set apart. You've been redeemed and sanctified. 
Don't you dare go with the stream of the world. Purpose in your heart not to defile yourself this next year. If you're different in the workplace than you are here in God's house, some things need to change. If you're different in your own house, different than you are in God's house, some things need to change. The holy God is calling His sons and His daughters to a place of holiness. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. God would never call you to something that you could not attain that would be cruel. If God called you to holiness, you can reach it. You can live there. How many believe that you can actually live a holy life? Not only do I believe you can, I believe you must. But it's going to take work. There will be effort required this next year. Pastor Dave and Sonny and I were talking just before service, and it's, it grieves me to see how people over time just kind of let the world influence them instead of them being the one who influences. Listen, it's hard to swim upstream. It's hard even to stand against this current, right? You're in the world, but the Bible says you're not of the world. In fact, he said, you are the light of the world. So if, if you're going along with the stream of the world and you're going with the flow of the world, you go out and have a beer with the worldly crowd, you cuss right along with them, you laugh with the dirty jokes, why do they need Christ? They're already just like you. Is this on? <laughs> Listen now, folks. We got a new year ahead of us. We got new opportunities before us. I don't want it to be the same old for this church. It doesn't have to be. Let's make some decisions. Let's resolve some things. We're stepping into a new year. I'm going to give God what belongs to God. I'm going to faithfully pay the tithe. Bring it into the storehouse. Settle the matter once and for all. I'm going to resolve concerning God's word. Come on, hold your, hold your Bible up. Come on, somebody. Mm -mm -mm. Hallelujah. God, I pray that even now, as they are holding up this Bible, it would become so alive to them. I pray, God, that you would show us things that have been veiled, things that have been hidden, things that are, have been a mystery, Lord. Inspire your word in us, God. Show us things, Lord. Lead us by your word. Provide for us through your word. Hallelujah. Let's resolve concerning God's word. It's active, it's alive, it's powerful. And we resolve, we're going to live right, whether anybody else does or not. Now listen, I'm blessed and I'm, I'm a little bit sheltered. 
My whole life is surrounded by believers. It is a privilege for me. My job is to feed sheep and equip them to be the witness that God is calling them to be, to do the work that God is calling them to do. My co-workers, they're all saved. We're praying for a few sanctifications, but they're all saved. <laughs> I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm so blessed. I don't have to go into the workplace and hear some of the stuff y'all are. I know that. But at some point, you just have to take that stand. Take that stand. Live right. I want you to stand up all over this room. Hallelujah. God, we thank you today for a new year, 2011. Wow. This says to us, you're not done with us. This says to us, there's more work to do. And so, Lord, we avail ourselves. Why don't you just lift up at least one hand and just say, I'm available? Come on, somebody. Just make yourself available. God, whatever you want to do through me, do it. Whatever you want to say through me, say it. Whoever you want to touch through me, God, touch. I'm available today. Help me to be obedient. Give me the courage that I need. And I make resolve to you today. Hallelujah. Take my life, God. Take my life. Take my hands. Use my mouth. And Lord, I pray for this congregation today. Mm. Hallelujah. I stretch my hands forth and I speak blessings over them. I pray for your abundant favor, God, in every arena of their lives. In the workplace, God, give them favor. In the home, God, give them favor. In the neighborhoods which you have strategically planted them, God, give them favor. And I pray, Lord, that you would help them in this very house, this house of worship, God. Use us for your purpose and for your glory. Use us to build your kingdom. God, I pray that this would be the most productive an effective year that La Palma Christian Center has ever known as we sacrificially lay all that we are, all of our hopes, all of our dreams, we lay them at your feet. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody say amen. Yes, Lord. Pure and holy, tried and true, tried and true, I'll be a Sanctuary. sanctuary for you, for you. 
Come on, stretch your hands up one more time and let's pray this. Oh, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, Lord, pure and holy, tried and true, true, and with Father God, we come to you this day, and we thank you for the privilege of being in your house. God, as we step into this new year, God, help us to make these biblical resolutions, God, to give you all that we can, Father God, to, to be in our word, Father God, to live right. Lord, we will be careful to give you praise this year, Father, and look forward to where we go in you and through you. Jesus, we bless you today in your precious name. Amen.